so we have um, it's 10 40 now um, you know usually i take these sessions to 12 so we've got a lot of time um, to pray i don't know if we'll go all the way to 12 but we have the availability of time um, to midday and i want us to use this opportunity to pray um, yesterday i started to speak to you the holy spirit started to speak to us and he showed us into scope of his word how important his plan is we saw yesterday that god's plans actually comes and it foils it it crushes the plans that nations have we've seen that the only thing that stands firm the only um, element that stands firm is god's plan and we realized that it was upon god's plan that god builds his church it is god's idea it's god's will so this morning i want us to spend time praying because prayer gives us access into god's will are you hearing me prayer allows god to reveal it was the prayer of moses that revealed the will of God to him. This is the reason why he could say there will be a prophet like me that will be risen among you and you will listen to his voice. He was able to know this. The prophets will be able to testify of Christ, though not seeing him according to the flesh. But the Bible lets us know that the spirit reveals things to us. The things that the mind has never conceived, the things that the eyes have never seen, the things that the ears has never had ability or chance to hear. One can conceive it, one can receive it, one can make be um one can know it by the spirit. And this spirit is what acts or what begins to move when we begin to pray. For we know not we know not how to pray, but the spirit makes intercession for us. So you would realize that it was the prayers of individuals that gave them insight into who Christ was. I've said to you before that the Old Testament is a shadow and it's a form, but it speaks of future times. The Old Testament is a prophetic book. And I said to you that if then Elohim was showing me yesterday, Men that had dedicated themselves, a man that had dedicated himself, and I believe that that was his core. He had dedicated himself to finding facts behind key events that happened in scripture. Someone that said, you know what, I want to add faith by, sh by locating some of these things. Things that we cannot deny, facts that we cannot deny. But what I'm saying all of that is the Bible lets us know that the Old Testament, like I was saying, is future and what happens is that the old things that we see in times the parting of the red sea the 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 visitation of god upon mount sinai the ark that noah built the ark of covenant that will dwell in the temple that the priests will carry the exploits of joseph in the land of egypt why well, i want to show you these things or what i want to um draw your attention to with that these men did not see Christ according to the flesh. In fact, we can connect with these people because we too have not seen Christ according to the flesh. But they saw Christ according to the revelation that the Spirit gave them. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Why I'm, I'm saying all of these things is to say this to you simply, that what they did, we can do. Yeah. And we can do much more. Are you here with me this morning? Yeah. I'm leading you to the place of prayer. What they did, the fact that they did not have the opportunity to see Christ according to the flesh did not stop them from taking nations. It did not stop them from holding the sun in place. In other words, time will pause for their sake. I feel that this lockdown period is God pausing time for our sake, that we may gain victory over our enemies. God shows us that Moses did not have the ability to see Christ according to the flesh too. But he was able to lead a generation. We look at Daniel, we look at all of these men. And why I rejoice or what becomes my confidence is that they did not see Christ according to the flesh. But of course, the spirit of prophecy is, this, um, is the testimony of Christ. So their spirit bore witness to Christ. 
Hence why people like Isaiah can speak so, listen to me, you cannot fluke your way in speaking so accurately about Christ if you do not see him. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? You cannot fluke it. You cannot say a, a child will be born of a virgin. You cannot say details. You cannot, I cannot describe details so particular. You know, Christ according to the flesh, Christ coming, the word becoming flesh was evidence to us, was confirmation to us that indeed people like Isaiah and Cole saw Christ but according to the spirit. They saw Christ. Why am I saying this to you? And it, uh, uh, Before we enter the place of prayer, I want you to enter with a confidence. I want you to know because, you know, in somewhat way, what happened in the Old Testament seems so supernatural that it's so unnatural. It seems like it's not possible. You know, that when you hear the story that Moses and the Israelites were um, parted the Red Sea and walked across the Red Sea, you cannot believe it. You cannot imagine going to the seaside, for example, and seeing the waters open up for people to walk through. You cannot imagine there being an ark. You cannot imagine there being fire upon a mountain. You cannot even imagine sometimes that Joseph, a humble guy, a young boy from his father's house, will go to the most powerful nation and be able to conduct or keep up um, means for people to eat and survive. They will not be able to keep that up without a Joseph. It looked like Joseph was so supernatural. But I want you to know that according to their lifestyle, being that they did not see Christ according to the flesh, we are in that exact predicament. In fact, we're in a better predicament because we have seen Christ. There are people that have beheld Christ and now they tell us of him. We see Christ in his full picture. We understand Christ ultimately in quotes and why I'm saying that to you is so that you know that what happened in the Old Testament is not something reserved for history it's something that we can do in our generation and time but one thing that you see common about these people was their lifestyle one thing that you would see consistently through all of them is their lifestyle their their confidence in God which was reflected in their prayer life you can see that Abraham can make such a decision to leave his household and please take into consideration the life of Abraham. Abraham lived amongst a people that all they knew was idol worship. He will have to be very confident to leave everything he knew. Tomo was saying yesterday that she will not want to be like the Egyptians that dance like this because it's strange. And I said to her, if you grew up, that will not be strange to you. That will be the norm. So what is difficult for anyone to step into is what's strange, what's not common, what's not um, something you are used to. But Abraham had a confidence. Abraham had something that was enough to convince him to leave the life of idol worship and come into a, a, a worship of a God that he had not yet fully known. He was able to embark on a journey. Why? There was a confidence. He was able to trust God to send away Ishmael because there was a confidence. He was able to put his son on the deathbed. He was about to sacrifice Isaac. Why? Because he had a confidence. And this was developed in the place of conversation, the place of prayer. He began because in the place of prayer, God begins to reveal himself to us. Did we not see scriptures like God confides with those who fear him? There are secrets. And if you heard what I said to you the other day, I said to you that the secrets of God is almost like a weight in his heart that he wants to offload to somebody. Why do I say that? How many times do you see God prompt a person and tell them that, listen, for example, the scripture we read yesterday, listen, he says, call to me and I will show you great and mighty things. It's like he prompts people to try and take secrets from him. He wants to share it. When I spoke to you about the lamb and the sealed scroll, I said to you that why would God have the scroll in his hand if he did not want somebody to look into that scroll? God is nudging us. God is pushing us. He's tapping us. He's, he's letting us know, listen, there are some things I want to offload to you, but it is in your communion with me. 
it's in that place of prayer. Prayer is not something that you're meant to do as a, a, a task. It's not a burden in some way. It's not something that you do so that you fulfill a religious duty. No, every opportunity of prayer is so that God can reveal something to you. Something that you have previously not known. You are asking God, God, how do I go this way? Is this the way I should go? Should I get into this business? Should I get into that relationship? Should I do this? Should I do that? God reveals his counsel. God reveals his mind when we begin to pray. The Bible says that the spirit searches all things. The spirit, how could you know the mind of an individual? How is it possible that we know what God is thinking? How would it be possible that we know what God is consumed about? Unless we pray. The Bible says, how would anyone know the mind of any individual except his own spirit? Likewise, nobody can know the mind of God unless by the Spirit of God. So when we pray, when the Spirit helps us to pray, when we pray in the Spirit, we are searching the mind of God. We are searching the heart of God. And that's what produces our confidence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm leading you to the place of prayer. It's this confidence. It's, it's this that makes us know that we can come to God boldly. I love the scripture and one of the scriptures I'm going to show you. I love the scripture that says that if our hearts condemn us now, it says that, Christ, that God is bigger than our hearts. In other words, since the moment Christ came, there's no longer a, an obstruction to us coming to God confidently. Almost like God just always wanted to grant us our heart desires. Is that what God wants us to do is that our desires now become his desires and he will grant everything to us. It is God's plans, it's God's purpose that we prosper. Yeah. And everyone in this world that is engaged in themselves, everyone in this world that has gone and done um, ill got has gone through ill-gotten means to gain. They are in search of prosperity. And that is God's desire for each and every one of us. Yeah. That we may align our desires with Him in order to gain this prosperity. Yeah. I want you to understand these things, that God wants us to have a confidence. In fact, he wants us to know that there is now a confidence by which we can come to him. When I pray, like Pastor Bio was saying to us yesterday, like Pastor Toby emphasized to us last night, my confidence now is that there's nothing that can stop me and God agreeing on the matter. When we speak, when we talk together, God begins to download his mind. You know, sometimes someone will think, oh, when I prayed, I did not hear something. No, when you pray and you engage with the Spirit, the Spirit just begins to configure you to think like God. It's, you know, sometimes you are waiting. I told people, I've told those close to me, when I pray, I either leave with understanding of something or I, I leave with faith. Faith being that all of a sudden I know that when I step out from the place of prayer, not, I may not have received revelation of his mind but what I've received is the configuring of his mind yeah. are you listening to what I'm saying to you all of a sudden I would just believe that what I say is what God is saying and with confidence I would then speak it as a mouthpiece of God our confidence and what makes us sure that we will conquer that we will have a bank of exploits that we will rise to the top of mountains or that we will deliver mountains to God is that confidence we have so we're going to look into that confidence we're going to look at first of all let's start with first John 5 I think it's from verse 14 but let me see if I want us to start a bit earlier um, okay just start from verse 13 first John 5 verse 13 I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Our confidence now, like Pastor Bayo was saying, is that we know that if God speaks, I mean, if we pray, if we approach him, whatever we ask him, he hears us. And he will do it. Why did I bring the scripture to you again? Because sometimes situations in our lives will make us feel that God do not, does not hear us any longer. 
But this is where you have to ask yourself, because I'll take you to the scripture that then says that if our hearts condemn us, that God is greater than our hearts. You know, sometimes your mind can tell you, I am not a pastor, so therefore I cannot gain revelation of Christ. People have trusted in human wisdom. They have trusted in theology by means to gain a deeper revelation of Christ. And like I've said to you before, I do not trust that. Because God has always spoken that he's going to confound the wise. He's going to show forth the fickleness of the wisdom of the wise. But why do I go against that? Because I always give this example that if an individual lives in a remote village, or if it's to be relatable to us, if someone does not have access to the books of theology, do not have access to Greek words or to Hebrew words, does that mean that they cannot gain revelation of Christ? I thank God that revelation of Christ has not been based on study. It has been based on revelation by the Spirit. Confidence in Scripture is that the Spirit is given to everyone who puts their faith in Christ. The small and the great. If you put your faith in Christ, the identity, the person that takes the position of Christ, that teaches us all things, do not forsake the scriptures that says these things to you, that told you truth. Because theology can look away. Wisdom and intellect can look away. But the Bible says that the spirit that is within you will teach you all things. The anointing will teach you all things. And my confidence, therefore, is that now an individual like Tony can say, I can get as much revelation as a pastor Obi because the spirit indwells me. The spirit lives in me. What do I need to do to stir up the spirit, to engage the spirit, is allow him to speak. No, you miss what I'm saying to you. Yesterday I said that if I, as an English individual, was speaking to Pastor Enrique, who is Spanish, and Pastor Enrique does not have the ability to speak English, and I don't have the ability to speak or understand Spanish, we cannot have a means of understanding. Prayer is opportunity for the spirit to speak. You know, all the time when you don't pray, you have trusted your mind. You have trusted your force. You have trusted your strength. And one of the scriptures I would have showed you, but I'll just quote to you, is that Paul said, if anyone should have confidence in their flesh, everything that is produced by your mind, by your experience, by your talents, by your, inte your intellect, if anyone should have confidence in their flesh, I should have more of it. But I do not put confidence in my flesh. It's the spirit that we live by. And I just want to re-emphasize to you as we enter the place of prayer that people like Nia, people like Esther Dedeke, the youngest of us, you are not, you are not um, exempt from the revelations of Christ. You are not exempt from knowing God. It is if you believe in Christ, there's the spirit of Christ that dwells in you. And he will teach you all things that you need to know. This is our confidence. And again, I keep emphasizing this so that we do not go and create an improvement of the old church. You know, I've been saying this to you. God did not call us to be an improvement of the old church. He has called us to be what he has called us to be for a generation. It's very possible that you can become an improvement of what is old, but not be what God needs you to be. God needs us to become what he has called us to be, but it's going to be disconfidence. It was confidence that drove Elijah to King Ahab and say that the heavens will be closed. Why did he have that confidence? Because he was a prayerful person. He knew the concept that if he comes before God and prays, how many times did you see God say to, uh, to Elijah, no? I love something that Pastor Toby showed us. He said, he said this over and over again. If you've been listening to his words, he said this over and over again that Christ never said no. He always said yes. What I'm trying to say is this character of God, if we can just believe. Let's read that scripture again so that you see what I'm saying. Read that scripture again from verse 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. Yeah. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, yeah? And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we, 
We know that we have what we asked of him. So the Bible says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. Now, when it says, and if we know that he hears us, you cannot know until you experience it. You know, I've said this thing that it's something, there's one thing to observe. You know, when Pastor Toby is speaking to us or when any of the leaders are speaking to us, when the word is coming, there are things that, they are now things that we can observe. Okay, we see that this is a reality in Christ. But if we're going to know it, we're going to have to be a partaker of it. No, follow me. If you're going to know that God hears you, you're going to have to have prayed and God hear you. It's not something that you just observe. So the Bible says that if we know, read that verse again, verse 15, I think. And if we know that he hears us. And if we know that, we hear, that he hears us. So when Pastor Obi prays and realizes that this prayer has been answered, that somehow God has responded to the things. I, I've told you stories before that there was times that, listen, I did not have anything. I remember those times that it was during youth revival times. I was, listen, I needed money. Like, there were situations that I needed to sort out. Open that door for me, please. There are situations that we needed to sort out. There are things that we needed to do. And I remember that the next day I'll have youth revival service. And I'll be thinking overnight, as I'm praying overnight, I'll be thinking that this thing, if I don't pay it today, to, um, that same day or the next day, I'll be in so much issues. And I will pray, not tell my brothers, though they're my confidence. They're my confidence because I can share certain things with them. But I, did not, I will not tell them. I will pray to God believing that what I'm saying, he's hearing. Guys, I want, what I'm emphasizing on such a simple fact is because I want to let you know that we have a clear head start and advantage to the world. For they do not know God, so they cannot call on his name. They cannot ask him for secrets that the mind can never conceive. We can advance because we have access to the mind of the one who created all things. The one that knows the expiry date of all things. He knows when this business will fail. He knows when this body will die. We have access to his mind. And this is the confidence I want you to know. This advantage just because you have chosen to have faith in Christ. This advantage we have. That we make use of this advantage. You know, we have access to God, but we don't pray. That's someone that does not make use of their advantage. That's someone that does not make use of their gift. So I was praying and I remember that night. I said, God, I need this money. I need this money. Please provide for me. I, I can never forget this story. I've said this story a few times. I can never forget this story. I think I was praying around one something in the morning. But them times when I used to pray... At 12 o'clock, at midnight, if I started praying, I'll put my phone to airplane mode and then I won't switch it on until when I've woken up. Because I wouldn't want to pray and then quickly check my phone and then something disturbs me before I sleep. So I would wake up in the morning. I received a message at one something in the morning by someone that, uh, anyway, by somebody, uh, by Topaz. <laughs> I don't, I've received a message by someone that has gone wayward. But, but should I say that? Should I not say that? I've said it already. Uh, but I've received a message from this person saying that they don't know why, but they were, they, something came to them. This was at one something in the morning when I was praying it. Something came to them that they should sow this into my life. And can you imagine, it was the exact amount. What am I trying to share with you here? My confidence. The reason why I believe when I say things, it happens. It's because I pray. It's because I have access to God's mind. And God's mind tells us, God tells us, hey, listen, your mind and all kinds of distractions and all kinds of circumstances and all kinds of situations will make it seem that God does not hear you when you pray. It will make it seem like God is not listening. But I want you to know and what the Holy Spirit wants me to emphasize this morning is that when you speak, when you come to God, God says that even if your heart begins to condemn you, and listen to me, why would your heart condemn you unless you feel that you're falling short of God? Unless you feel that you don't have the right to certain things. God says that if your heart condemns you, please remember this one fact. That God is still bigger than your heart. That God is still greater than your heart. 
So what does God do for us? God, at the moment Christ died and the veil was torn from top to bottom, God has eliminated everything that can stop you coming to him confidently. God has eliminated, he has made the way through to you. He has made the way clear to you. If I'm going to take this business, designed events, it's not going to be subject to what my flesh can produce. Because many flesh has produced that thing. But what will make that stand apart is if you can become a spiritual, a prayerful person. Because God will just begin to give you secrets. God will just begin to tell you the pound is about to drop. And it doesn't look like it. But he that knows the, the end from the beginning is giving you insight to prosperity. Prosperity is not something you work for. Prosperity is out of acquaintance. Do you remember? That if we acquaint, if we agree with God, if we can just trust the things he says. I showed you a scripture. The Bible said that when God wanted to speak, he said that I am the Lord who created. I showed you that that scripture, why he said that was to show you that he is the author to everything. So if he says something, you can put confidence in what he says. God is saying to all of us, COD, we will become a strong house. That nation we will become a strong house if we understand the beauty of prayer. If you understand that your five hours or your five minutes, if given with all your heart, it is a beauty. It's an advantage. That's what I want you to understand today. That prayer is an advantage amongst your peers. Prayer is a reason for God to lift you. And you'll be thinking, what have I deserved? What have I done to deserve such luxury? It was all the biddings of Christ. Everything that Christ did. Christ dying while we were still sinners. While we were still not even, before we were even born. With clear sight of everything we're doing, he died for our sake. And he became the reason why God can say, can say to us, anything you ask, as far as it's according to my will, I will do it for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you guys? Let's start from verse John 3.16. I do want us to pray, so I've got a few more minutes. First John 3.16, when you're there, start reading. This is how we now... This is how we know what love is. Yeah. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Mm. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. This is the pattern that God wants us to keep up. I'm telling you the most difficult thing for any individual to do is to lay down their life. The pursuit of man is always for greatness. And God shows us patterns that it is you allowing yourself to go low. That will bring you to those things. We are caught up in a mindset. That you must work yourself into things. And yesterday my heart could have been a certain way. But then I prayed. And God reminded me. Did you do anything to get to where you are? Did you do anything but yield? Did you do anything but stand firm with the plans of God? All you had to do was agree. I, I, I don't know what it is about religion because religion has now become a, a form of act. It's become a stench to God. God says, if you can just agree with what I am saying, if you can just agree with this fact, that prayer, please guys, I beg you, that we will not lose our strength in prayer. And let me tell you the beautiful thing about prayer. Not once did God tell us a time limit that we should pray for. Not once in scripture. He didn't say that you need to be praying for five hours. It's just that can you get into a place where you connect? When you become someone that becomes prayerful, you'll realize that you can connect within a minute. In a split second, you can connect. At that moment, prayer, conversation with God, bringing your petitions to God, pouring out your heart in your confidence and allowing him to pour out his heart in his confidence being you. I should become God's confidence in this generation. I should become, we should become the person that God can trust with secrets. If we can understand that this conversation is what is an advantage to us. But carry on reading. So before I say that, so people, there's, a, there's something itching in man that you must work for greatness. And if I'm just looking at scripture, if I'm to be honest with you, that's just the effect of Adam's sin. It doesn't matter what it says. The confidence I have in Spat Nation 
is that Pastor Toby has taught us to just believe what scripture says. So in order for me to feel better, I can't say what I think makes sense. I have to say what scripture is saying. But carry on. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, Mm. but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children. So he gave a practical example of laying down your life. Laying down your life is sometimes someone is in need and the material possessions are in your possession for a reason. It's for a reason. You've got it for a reason. Either you've worked hard and you've acquired this or there's something you want to do, you know, you've worked um, for a whole month and this is now a possession you have. But God says if you see someone that is in need and you do not have pity, you do not give to them, then that's you not showing love. How is the love of God seen? You have not laid down your life for them. But carry on reading, go on. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is what that nation is built upon, that we live by actions and truth, not just word. Remember scriptures like the kingdom of God is not just in word, but it is in power. Power being the demonstration of a thing. Being able to do a thing, being able to cause a change. This is the reason why we give. This is the reason why we will exceed every target set for us this week. This is the reason why we will go beyond because we are a people of love. But this love, please, to show, to to make it easier where I'm going with all of this. It was the secrets that the body of Christ, when I say the body of Christ, I'm not talking about church. It's what I was speaking to you about the other day. That today I have become your father, you have become my son. The moment that his body agrees with the spirit. It was at the point that Christ kept on praying and God would show him the secrets. You know when Christ says things like, I only do what the father shows me. I only do what I see the father doing. He did not speak in past tense. He spoke at present timing. You're not hearing me. So Christ was not basing everything he did on what he knew about the father he was doing everything based on what he was seeing consistently with god i said to you where did christ see these things in the place of prayer are you hearing what i'm saying in the place of prayer he would see these things but whatever conversation came out between the father and the son was reflected in the love he showed people his laying down of his life was as a result of what god was saying to him in secret So how would you know someone that prays? How would you know that someone that has insight into God's mind, that converses with God, is going to be simply this. They love people. Their realm of love is beyond words. It's in actions. It's in truth. They lay down their selves. They lay down, they have money. They have um, things that they would aspire to get. But they lay down their cause. They lay down what they have because of another individual. Our proof of love, God says to us, you cannot say you love God, but you hate your brother. But hating your brother is not saying I'm angry with them. It's depriving them of love. Hating your brother is depriving your brother of love. This is what, so what God is saying is that the evidence that we are prayerful people is what we are doing with others. God is going to measure that we love, um, love God by what we do to others. Well, carry on reading, go on. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts. If our hearts attempts to condemn us please remember this scripture because scripture still remains to be bigger mightier and more meaningful than your mind if your heart begins to condemn you be reminded that god is greater than your heart no longer should you enter the place of prayer no longer should you come into the house of god and feel that god is not hearing you our confidence is still there you're not hearing me go on read it for us and he knows everything. Yeah. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. Read that verse again. Read three verses back again. If our hearts condemn us, 
We know that God is greater than our hearts yeah. and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. Quickly, Abby, if you've got a mic, have you got a mic? Go to Hebrews 10 and verse 35. But hold on, carry on reading, Glory. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Go back, read a few verses. I want you not to miss something. Go a few verses back. Read what I need, I need you to read, God. If our hearts condemn us. If our hearts condemn us. Go on. We know that God is greater than our hearts. We know that God is greater than our hearts. And he knows everything. So our hearts, so our hearts can condemn us, but there's something greater called God. Please keep this in mind. There's something greater called God. Go on. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. Okay, I will read from verse 10. I mean, from verse 35, the scripture I told you. To. So do not throw away your confidence. Mm. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, mm. he who is coming will come and will not delay. And But my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. We're about to pray, go on. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Read verse 1 of 11. Now faith is confidence in what... Stop there. What am I trying to show you here? The reason why we should never... And why I'm saying this is because before, there has been times that I feel like I can't pray. There has been times that the heart has condemned me. There's been times that I thought, no, God cannot hear. But the Bible shows us truth. It's not an idea, it's truth. It's truth that it doesn't matter as far as we have faith, which is the confidence. No, so confidence is not a feeling or mindset. The Bible lets us know that we have confidence in approaching God. Do you know what that means? Christ still remains to be there. Confidence, this faith is a person. As far as Christ is ever before God, we can approach him knowing that anything we ask him, he will hear us. Why would he hear us? Christ said it. If I was going to go into it more, Christ said it. Whatever we ask because of Christ, God would do it for us. So our confidence, our faith, that person is ever before God so we can approach him forever because he is ever before God sit at my right hand when God ever wants to move his hand he cannot move it without Christ's involvement and Christ died for our sake so really the fulfillment of hearing our prayer the fulfillment of hearing us when we when we pray and doing what we are asking him for is because Christ lives no, you're not hearing me. It's because Christ is actually God's confidence and we are hidden in Christ. Have you heard scriptures that says our life is hidden in Christ? God, Christ has become God's confidence to us. So everything that God wants to hear us or God wants um, that we want God to do on our behalf, he would do it because in seeing us, he sees Christ first. My confidence today, when we go into the place of prayer, when we begin to ask God to prosper us, because we know that that's God's will. That's what we're going to pray, that God prospers us, because we know it's his, God, um, it's his will. We can do that confidently because Christ remains there. And it's not possible for Christ to leave that position. Christ is our confidence in approaching God. Christ is the confidence that God has in answering our prayer. He is the mediator between us and God. He is the high priest ever bringing, he is our advocate, he's our high priest, he's the one that's always speaking on our behalf before God. And the grace, the, the goodness of it is, I would understand if God would not hear us 
if our lives were still in us. Because then we're separate from him. But God cannot deny us because our life, Afalabi is not just this body. Afalabi is in Christ. Denying Afalabi is like God denying Christ. So my confidence and our confidence in relation to the world is that we have Christ. Please go back to 1 John 3 and read, read from verse 14 again. No, from verse 16. This is how we know what love is. Yeah. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Yeah. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Hmm. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Mm. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, yeah. but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Yeah. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts mm. and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. The reason why our heart does not condemn us anymore is because we have confidence before God. And that confidence is Christ, our faith in Him. That's our confidence. The, the fact that when He died, He did not remain dead. The fact that He lives is our confidence. I know for a fact that I will not lack money. That we will not lack money. That we are the generation that will bring into manifestation the things said by our prophet. My confidence is that Christ is before me. Yeah. That in approaching God, Christ is before me. Before God, can Christ is our shield before God. And again, this is what I'm trying to say to you. Our joy, the moment that we gave our lives to Christ, the moment that we trusted in God, the moment that we said, okay, we give our life to this faith called Christ, it was the moment that we now was hidden in Christ. God cannot deny us because it's like denying him. It's like denying his son. In the nations, you know when they said of Isaac to speak prophetically of Christ, that through this seed, all the nations of the world will be blessed. The blessing being that we have union with God is because in Isaac was nations. In Isaac existed all kinds of people. In Christ existed the whole of COD. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Isaac was a, a point of blessing because through him all the nations will be blessed because he carried the nations. If Isaac was not born, there will, no, there will not be the blessing for the nations. Christ is that person for us. The tower by which we hide in. The body in which we hide in. Our faith makes us confident. So what does God then say to us? And what's the submission I have before we enter a place of worship and prayer? The Bible says, are we still connected by the way? Yeah. The Bible says to us that we should not throw away this confidence. There will be all kinds of things to make you give up your faith. I've said that before, the Bible says to us that we should fight this good fight of faith. What the enemy is after is your faith. What he wants you to throw away is your confidence. Yesterday I spoke to you about that rock that can be despised. Don't throw it away. With all temptation to turn that over to bread when it should remain a stone, when it should remain a rock. You should not give into that because the Bible says, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. If after all the fire, if after all the struggles, if after all my, my struggle, you know, and this is what, listen to me. The world is not going to allow you in easily. It's against scripture. It's not, you're going to have to confidently, God gave them the land, but there were giants in that land. It was not like, hey, walk into this land because it's yours. No, there were giants. Do you understand what that means? The people were far bigger and better, more skilled. If they were giants, can you imagine how big their cities were? If they're giants, they can't live in a house like this. So people of our size will have to go and take that. 
No, it's going to be your struggle because you persevere in that faith. So, you see, someone can give up after giving once and saying, I did not see results. God says, struggle through that. Persevere through that. Hold on to your faith because in the end, what I am actually going to reward is your ability to maintain that faith. It's your ability. So, in the political world, you are not, you're not going to allow yourself to be spoken down by other people because they look bigger than you. You carry the promise. You have, you have confidence because God speaks to you. God shares his mind with you. So when we understand, when we believe this, when we begin to pray in a moment, we're going to know that everything we begin to ask God, he hears it. And if we know that he hears our prayer, please, sometimes one of the things that builds my faith is that there was a time, let me give you an example. There are many times that I've come to the altar not knowing what I'm going to say. And I'm asking God, God, put word in my mouth. Not just for the people, but for me. I need to know what you are saying. I want to follow you. I'm not just a, uh, I'm not a microphone. I'm not a speaker that's just giving noise to people. No, I need to know your word. And it can be, listen, I may not have a scripture, but at that moment, because I've had faith that he has heard my prayer, I can speak and people will believe that I've studied this. And I can tell them, not one minute has gone into study. What am I trying to share with that? I'm trying to say that now, when that happens again, when I come and all of a sudden I have to speak, and I'm thinking I don't have anything to say, I am reminded of when I last asked, and by faith, God gave me word. That gives me the confidence to go into this one again. Do you understand what I'm saying? The faith that God, so what am I trying to say to you guys? I want you to recall a time that you've relied on God and he showed up for you. That faith will be the reason why what you say now will work. That's what will help you to have faith in God. I believe more than ever that no, no harm can come near our dwelling. It's not possible. I believe more than ever that we will have... I've said this to you guys before. I can't remember what word it was. But I told you that... David's intimacy allowed him to operate out of two tribes, though he was one. Do you remember when I said that? When I said that David was out of the tribe of Judah, but he was able to operate through the tribe of Levi, going to eat showbread. You know, usually, if someone touched what belonged to the priest, they would die. But David's intimacy brought him to the place of authority as a king and priesthood before God. I understand who we are in the spirit. That God has given us, he can trust us with wealth because it's the Levitical tribe that is trusted with the gold and silver. That's why God would say things, I will sit upon the house of Levi and I would, uh, I would, uh, what's the word? I would purge them, I will use fire to test them, I'll uh, refine them, yeah, I'll refine them, I'll sit on them as a refiner's fire. I understand who we are. And listen, not everyone may understand who we are. That's right, yeah. But I know that as Davids, we're from the tribe of Judah and Levi. Yeah. I know we have a priesthood with God. I know that it is my... You know, before, people, only the priests can enter yeah. the most holy place. Yeah. There is something unique that God hears us. I want you to have that confidence. COD, are you listening to me? I want us to have that confidence that when we pray, forget your frame. Forget what your mind and your heart is telling you. God hears you when you speak. Try him. Ask him a thing. Try him. Believe that he knows when best to give it to you. And with confidence and faith, approach a thing. Guys, we are going to have a lot of money. But we're going to have a lot of money because God knows that David cares. He's not going to just entrust nation's wealth to Levi for no reason. He's going to entrust it to us, guys, because he knows that we have that heart of a shepherd. He knows that we will not bring down an individual in order to gain, but we would rather lay down ourselves in order for them to gain. This is our future. This is our present, actually. So we're about to pray. Do not throw away your confidence. Do not let anything speak. Do not look. The Bible says, let me, let me read the, um, the rest of it. It says, you need to persevere 
so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. The word that you're waiting for, the one that you're relying on, the one able to change everything, he says, in a little while. So what is God saying? Persevere. This is the reason why I will not stop giving. Because I know my very first seed is still yet to be answered. Nothing, I, I refuse to believe that any of my seed has been answered. It's still coming. Then I will keep giving. The Bible then says, and, but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed. But to those who have faith and are saved. I want us to raise our voice and begin to pray. We're praying and we're asking God to help us to hold on to this confidence. And yes, based on this confidence, we believe and we ask God, prosper us. The prayer of David, in fact, this is what we're going to pray, guys. The prayer of David is simply going to be this. For the sake of your house, I will seek your prosperity. Not my prosperity, in other words, not my way to prosper but your way to prosper. We're asking God, we have, you said that you have plans for us, for us to prosper and to be in good health. That is not a figure of um, a, a, a speech that is based on figures and shapes or forms. It is as it says. God wants us to prosper and he wants us to have good health. Listen to me, the person that puts their faith in God, there's not a disease that can dwell in your body. As we pray now, what doctors have called the disease will leave. Because you have prayed. No, are you listening? I need to know that you have faith, guys. Because you have prayed, there's not a disease. You know, doctors can say they don't know what causes this. It is in the place of prayer that you say, God, you have plans for me. And I agree. Acquaint yourselves and good will come to you. Acquaint yourselves and be at peace. I don't care what doctors say to me. I don't care what my situation or what my background says to me because my background can say poverty. But my confidence is that God says he wants me to prosper and to live in good health. To be in good health. My bones will be in good health. My blood, my, my everything, what is unnatural. God said that all of a sudden miracles will begin to happen. I agree with that. I, I agree we will be in good health. I agree that we will not lack finances. I believe that no harm can come to us. I believe that we'll live long life. I believe that we will reach out to nations. I believe that God has set us up for that. And I need you to agree with me. So we're praying that, Lord, that you will prosper us according to your plans. That we agree that our minds will lead us into the place of prosperity. We will just begin to know areas in which we prosper. Whatever we put our hands in, Whatever we do, whatever we say, we will prosper thereby. That nothing will begin to condemn us because God is greater. Open up your mouths and pray that prayer. Lord, we prosper. Yes, Lord, we believe. We, we agree with your word that you want us to live in good health. That you want us to prosper. Lord, I ask you to prosper us. The young and the old the small and the great prosper us according to your plan because we agree